0: Como estas? You're tuned in to The Latin Alternative, a full hour of the best in Latin rock, funk, hip hop, and electronic music. I'm your co-host Josh Norick, joined once again by my esteemed colleague Dr. Ernesto Lechner.
1: Hola amigos. Today we're traveling in time to the beginning of a new century, the year 2000, which as it turns out was a time of decadent splendor, an artistic bliss for the world of Latin American music. Something happened as 1999 was coming to a close, and during the next 12 months, A number of extraordinary albums were released, albums that have aged incredibly well as we investigate today. And I remember it so vividly, hermano Josh, that moment of absolute promise in Latin music, as I'm sure you remember it too.
0: Very much so, Ernesto. You know, 2000 was the year of the very first Latin Alternative Music Conference, a major festival that I co-founded with Tomas Cookman, literally uh, in late 99, and we didn't debut the conference till 2000. And it really just felt like... At that moment, Latin rock in particular was on the verge of exploding. Now, it did actually explode in Mexico and in Argentina, but I think there was a lot of expectations that there was going to be this big crossover moment kind of following the explosions that we saw from Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias in 97 and 99, respectively. Unfortunately, a lot of these artists definitely, they did find quite a few non-Latino fans in the US, but it never became like a mainstream phenomenon. But it left us with some incredible music. And for me, 2000 will always be the apex the very best year of Latin alternative music. So, I wanted to start things off uh, with one of my favorite artists of that era, Julieta Venegas from Tijuana, Mexico. Formerly vocalist in Tijuana No, kind of a punk alternative group in the early 90s, Julieta went solo and this second solo album she released, Buen Invento was just amazing. Ernesto, I know you and I were massive fans of this record and I was actually the publicist for the album at the time but I only decided to be the publicist because I loved the record so much and I turned down many other projects at that time. And this song in particular on the album, Buen Invento, Casa Abandonada, Abandoned House, you just feel the melancholy oozing out of Julieta. I mean. This album in particular uh, was kind of a melancholy record. She kind of found pop bliss on the next record. But for me, Buen Invento, that kind of bittersweet uh, musical feeling, this is the record that grabbed me and it's my favorite track. So let's take a listen to Casa Abandonada going back to 2000 from Julieta Venegas' album Buen Invento.
2: Casa abandonada, nadie para decir algo sobre ti. Oh, 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 oh. ¿Dónde estabas nada? hoy dame! Casa abandonada, si no contestan hoy cuando lo harán no. Cuando Después igual Larga distancia evita Te pueda tocar Y si salieron a Otra ciudad
1: Hello family, this is Jose Luis Cheo from Los Amigos Inlicibles and you're listening to The Latin Alternative. is the latin alternative as we're devoting an entire episode today to songs released in the year 2000 20 years ago and hermano josh you're right i think in a way this is the very apex of the latin alternative movement it was a fantastic year and uh, of course los amigos invisibles from venezuela released an album at the time arepa 3000 we just heard amor disco tinged anthem by los amigos invisibles and would you believe it, hermano, that I actually was present during the recording sessions in San Francisco of Arepa 3000, which was a great joy to see. Of course, I was a huge fan of the first Amigos Invisibles album released on the Luaca Bop label, the new sound of the Venezuelan Gosadera, which I loved, that was around 97, 98. So, I was very happy to take a plane to San Francisco and see the guys recording live and this was an album that was somewhat underwhelming when it was released but it has become better and better and better with age, don't you think?
0: Yes, Ernesto, I agree. The debut album really kind of blew me away and when this album Arepa Arepa 3000 came out, it didn't grab me as much but it's a solid album with some great songs and I love that track Amor very much as well. In keeping with the disco-tinged music, I'd be remiss not to play some Plastalina Mosh. Yes, often called Mexico's answer to the Beastie Boys or Beck. Very quirky duo uh, with some really fabulous, ridiculous music, you know. And I think they have a little bit of the aesthetic of of the American group Ween as well. Maybe not musically similar to Ween, but that ridiculous just kind of randomness and and Dada-esque scatterbrained uh, approach to making music and genre hopping. I love it. And so, uh, this track, Human Disco Ball, one of my favorite music videos, I think, of all time as well. Definitely go check it out on YouTube. I think the title says it all, I don't need to say more. Let's take a listen to Human Disco Ball from Plastelina Mosh's 2000 album, Juan Manuel. You are tuned in to The Latin Alternative.
1: the Latin alternative and we just walked into territory that in my mind at least it's very much transcendental deep territory sonically we just listened to Mais Feliz by Bebele Gilberto 2000 was the year which her much anticipated debut album Tanto Tempo came out and, hermano, nothing was ever the same. Bebel Gilberto was, in a way, the very emblem of a musical revolution that happened in Brazil and all over the world. It was a revival of the silky bossa nova from the 60s but with supple electronic beats it was the electro bossa nova many many people many artists would follow suit like Sibel, the band Zuko 103 bossa Cucanova, so many others but bebel was always i think the best representative of this genre also being the daughter of bossa nova pioneer guitarist george gilberto and singer musha tanto tempo I don't love this album as much as I do her follow-up, Bebel Gilberto, the self-titled second album, that's, I think it's a crazy masterpiece, but Tanto Tempo is just beautiful and I love this song that's uh, a little more tender, a little more delicate than the others, Mais Feliz, and uh, I had the opportunity to talk to Bebel many times and congratulate her and thank her for the lovely music that she concocted. She laughed quite frequently remembering that all her friends, you know, she, she wasn't quite very young when she released her debut album. She had been threatening with releasing an album for many, many years and all her friends kept pestering and telling her, well, when is the album coming out? Well, it did Tanto Tempo. That's why the album is titled Tanto Tempo. So much time, so much time that it took until it came out. I'm interested in listening to what a Colombian rocker who had a heavy metal band, what happens when he turns into popular music?
0: Yes, Ernesto, I'm not gonna lie. I don't, you know, I stopped loving Juan Ace once he became like this mega selling platinum artist who, you know, just dominates the Latin pop charts. But when Juan Ace's first album came out, it was kind of a slow builder. Juan Ace had been the lead singer of a Colombian hard rock band called Equimosis and when his debut solo album came out, it actually did not do very much. I used to consult with his label Universal and I remember looking at the album sales, I think six months after this album Fijate Bien had come out, it had only sold like 5,000 copies in the United States, which is a very small amount for a major label release, but it just started to gain steam and eventually picked up at radio and um, you know, I absolutely loved this title track from the album. You know, pop star he may be, but this is just a great piece of pop rock and I mean, When I say pop rock, I mean it in a good way. I feel like we have to play this track. Fijate Bien is a track that kind of started it all for Juanes, is to date my favorite track in his career. Let's take a listen.
3: Get the I Cuando... think
4: ¡Hola! La bella hará eh, más champán
1: here's proof that um tropical music was in an excellent state of health 20 years ago in 2000 it's very interesting we just heard la última copa from the album masterpiece obra maestra and what's his masterpiece released on the rmm label uh the masterpiece is the teaming up finally, in the year 2000, of two legends of Afro-Caribbean music, Tito Puente and Eddie Palmieri. In the 50s, Tito Puente was already uh, a very famous band leader of Mambo and Cha Cha chas and Boleros. And he had a rival, Tito Rodriguez, uh, who was also playing at the Palladium in New York. And the pianist with Tito Rodriguez was a young, radical keyboardist named Eddie Palmieri, Eduardo Palmieri, who then, in the beginning with the 60s, founded the Trombone Heavy La Perfecta band, and nothing was ever the same. when. You have Tito Puente, of course, being more of a traditionalist, oje como ba, commercial guy who always gravitated to the new musical fad, whatever was happening in whatever decade. And on the other hand, Eddie Palmieri, being always, always trying to break the mall to play with dissonance and electronic keyboards, and quoting Abbey Road and one of the salsa jams and all these crazy things that he would do. And when they came together, it was sort of volatile. It was a record that wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't as explosive as you would imagine at first, but it does work and it has become better and better with age. La Ultima Copa with vocals by New Yorkican vocalist Germán Oliveira The year 2000, I'm thinking now, Josh, was also a time for cross-pollination of hybrids of tropical music becoming many other things. And in a way, also tropical music flirting with rap and hip-hop, right?
0: Yes, Ernesto. And if you're referring to the combination of hip-hop with tropical, I think nobody can do it better than the Cuban group Orishas. This was a hip-hop album, Alo Cubano, which is their first record. This one really blew my mind when I first heard it. It was just this perfect amalgamation in terms of hip-hop production meets tropical sounds and it's just perfectly encapsulated on this title track, A Cubano. Unfortunately for me, at least, their later records did not grab me as much. But the first album, Alo Cubano, is flawless. So, let's take a listen to Cuban hip-hop maestros Orishas, not to be confused with the San Francisco group Orisha, and this is Alo Cubano. ¡A lo
4: De Chewam Donde están Los de la nueva generación Son y mira Ponte en el fuego De la acción Con presión De la lírica Mística chica. La rumba ha comenzado Con anga flaco pro El negro yorubá Hijo el Guacandela. Candelá Escucha como suena No hay más nada, Sonido fuerte Al Y pegajoso Sinceroso Te destrozo Mi flow que calma Sin fatiga A los nerviosos Con mi conexión Controlando bien mi lengua
5: pegado hasta el techo Quiero que lo entiendas A los cubanos, botellas, rock, Tabaco, Chicas,
3: Yo represento a Romulata, Cuba hasta el fin Mi oricha es como un imperio voy a construir Yo te dejo mi tema como mi emblema se finir No, no te Mi gente el mundo pa' la valla De oriente hasta occidente gritamos a la batalla Mi gente entalla y toma el check que te desmaya ay, ay, ay,
5: Y te me callas
6: ya te lo digo
7: all this is clemente castillo from jumbo and you are listening to the latin alternative
0: are listening to The Latin Alternative and a spotlight on the music of 2000. Yes, we've taken the time machine back two decades to my favorite year in the history of Latin music, actually. And we just heard from Monterrey, Mexico, the group Jumbo. Yes, Jumbo is just this Awesome rock and band, which in its time was kind of fusing hard-edged power pop and melodic rock, and uh, that track in particular, "Monotransistor," also some garage rock. I just that song had some edge. I, I love these guys. They're still around. We actually had them on on the show uh, at the Latin Grammys. But for me, their debut album, "Restaurant," is just where it's at. It was just a record that I think encapsulated everything that was going on in the Monterey, Mexico scene at that time. Monterey really was at in the late '90s, early 2000s, just this powerhouse of alternative music and hip-hop, in part because Monterrey's proximity to the US in the pre-internet age meant that musicians living there had access to American music better in some ways than people living in Mexico City and other cities further south in Mexico.
1: And I thought it would be pertinent, Josh, to also travel to Brazil, um, a country which was, as always, experiencing its own private musical revolution. Many things were happening there. And of course, we're going to listen to Marisa Monchi because if we... Speak of Brazilian music over the past 20 years, the absolute and undeniable protagonist would be Marisa Monchi with her solo work and also with supergroup Tribalistas. In the year 2000, she releases a beautiful record, sort of subtle, understated, titled Memories, Chronicles, and Declarations of Love. It's a beautiful cover, it's a photo, it's an extreme close-up of Marisa of her face with her thick, dark eyebrows and looking very pensive and nostalgic. And inside, there's all sorts of delicate little lullabies and ballads and just uh, wonderful stuff, always with an experimental vein. And at the same time, this is, which is just remarkable of Marisa, very, very commercial. So the opening track, Amor, I Love You, catchy title, and it becomes the uh, title track, I believe, of a famous soap opera, sold millions of copies. And I think it was a number one album in Brazil. Here she is Marisa with Amor, I Love You.
8: Deixa eu dizer que te amo Deixa eu pensar em você Isso me acalma Me acolhe a alma Isso me ajuda a viver Hoje contei pras paredes Coisas do meu coração Passei no tempo Caminhei nas horas Mais do que passo a paixão É um espelho sem razão Quer amor, fique aqui Deixa eu dizer que te amo Deixa eu gostar de você Isso me acalma, me acolha Contei pras paredes Coisas do meu coração Passei no tempo Caminhei nas horas Mais do que passo a paixão Eu espelho sem razão Quer amor, fique aqui Meu peito agora diz constante alegria, meu amor que está aqui, amor I amor I love amor I love amor I love you, amor I love you. amor I love you. amor I love you.
5: amor
2: I love Tinha suspirado. Tinha beijado o papel devotamente Era a primeira vez que lhe escreviam aquelas sentimentalidades E o seu orgulho dilatava-se ao calor amoroso que saía delas Como um corpo ressequido que se estira num banho térmico Sentia um acréscimo de estima por si mesma E parecia lhe que entrava, enfim, numa existência superiormente interessante Onde cada hora tinha o seu encanto diferente Cada passo conduzia um êxtase E a alma se cobria de um luxo radioso de sensações.
8: Amor é lavião, amor é you amor é lavião, amor é lavião,
5: amor é you, amor é you amor é lavião, amor é
7: Un gran silencio No se percibe que algo va a pasar Se esconde lo sublime Detrás de un nuevo engendro Que derramaba sobre la ciudad Adrenalina desalmada Abre grietas ondas Nada recicla esta contención El choque no se puede evitar Tan contenido que se hace invisible y es la hirviendo abajo de tu hogar. Jadea de alegría, apenas huele sangre y no se conforma con alucinar. Muy lejos del mar. en sus ojos como un destello que no te
4: deja dolor
7: está por venir
0: tuned in to The Latin Alternative and a spotlight on the music of 2000. Yes, we've driven the Latin alt time machine back two decades to my favorite time in the history of Latin music, actually. If you like what you've been hearing on The Latin Alternative, please do follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Latin Alternative. On Twitter, our ID is LatinAlt. You can also stream the weekly podcast edition of the show by searching for The Latin Alternative on Spotify and iTunes, or simply going to thelatinalternative.com. And we just heard from Argentina, Bersuit Vergarabat, and the song Pero Amor Explota, which was a key song actually in the movie Amores Perros and its accompanying soundtrack. If I'm not mistaken, Ernesto, uh, the producer Gustavo Santolaya was very involved in that soundtrack, which would probably explain the presence of an Argentine rock band in a Mexican movie. Is that correct?
1: Yes, and I think we cannot underscore enough how instrumental Gustavo Santolaya was for much of the music that came out around the years 99, 2000, 2001. He was present, uh, I think, the Surco label. His label was very much active at the time and releasing all sorts of great records. A great time also for Cuban music because Cuban music had become hip again in the late 90s with the release of the... Buena Vista Social Club album with the help of American guitarist Ray Quitter and his trip to Havana. And something I really like, this is a very specific detail that I love, is that the success of that record, which of course I love the original Buena Vista album, but I don't like it as much as I love all the succeeding solo albums by the artist, which I treasure. And 2000 was when everybody, everybody, I mean, I think only the timbalero wasn't recording his own solo project, but all the vocalists definitely were. Eliades Ochoa, Compay Segundo, Ibrahim Ferrer, Barbarito Torres. And then is the Buena Vista Social Club debut of a veteran diva of the Cuban songbook. I'm talking Amaro Mara Portuondo, who was active at least since the 50s and she releases this wonderful lush velvety record i saw her live at the time many many on many occasions so always great swing she was touring uh with the buena vista and also performing some solo stuff here she is omara Portuondo from cuba with donde estabas Tu." thank you so much for joining us hasta la próxima adios mm-hmm.